0: Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 141. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back.
1: hey ol', What up?
0: Behind the camera, behind the computer, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. is the man, the myth, the crypto-zoological find himself. That's what Bigfoot or something like that. Anyway. Interesting. Clint. Fun turn, Clint.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am Bigfoot. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. <Fair> <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> anyway.
0: I uh, am Bigfoot. The little... Welcome to Real Talk. What is Real Talk? It's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Everything. Somewhere in the description of this podcast slash video, wherever you're watching and or listening, you will see a link, or at least be told where the link is. I think it's a link. Yeah, never mind. It's wwwtheremnantlive real dash talk, and the real on that is R-E-A-L. It will appear right here www that was for those watching on the video podcast you will see nothing live slash real dash talk that link if you go all the way to the bottom hit submit a question will lead you to a form fillable box in which you could type a question post an article link hit submit goes into our database completely anonymously could not find you if we tried and then we will all get to discuss it so really real talk just a place to get a different viewpoint or if you're a christian maybe be able to ask and talk about things you don't get an opportunity to talk about in day-to-day life or church or whatever or maybe you just don't feel comfortable asking you know your pastor or something um and if you're not a christian but you want to know what all those crazy guys and gals think well here you are
1: <laughs> we'll tell you because we speak for every one of them
0: just kidding but yeah that's the gist of the show
1: I had a I had a thought come to my mind. I was making a face for so long because I was trying to trying to I was trying to think of like envision this in my head. Because when you said that part is just for the video people, because if you're the podcast people, you're not seeing anything. And for some reason, my mind immediately said like What if you could see sound?"
0: Isn't there a disease or something that that's the case? Really? Yeah, you like see sound? For what? Sure, Probably. That's, That's crazy. crazy. I've never heard looking
1: of it. looking it up. Because I was just thinking, I was like, imagine that. <laughs> they're just listening, and it's just like, they're in a dull life. It just, like, comes across their their eyes. Seeing
0: sound. <laughs> what is it called when you see sounds? I knew it. Synesthesia. It's a neurological condition that causes the brain to process data in the form of several senses at once. For wow. example, a person with synesthesia may hear sounds while also seeing them as colorful swirls. <laughs> Terrifying. Mm. Synesthesia is when you hear music but you see shapes. Wow. Or you hear a word or name and instantly see a color. Isn't that crazy? For example, you might hear the name Alex and see green. Wow. Everybody have a.
1: I just, I was it's just thinking. I was just thinking something too. I think we're, we went the same place. <laughs> interesting. I th- yeah. Anyway. I think we all went to the same
0: place. I. Uh, that's interesting. Anyway, yeah. There's that exists. Yeah. So, uh, guys, I want to tell you, I'm going to confess something to the the crowd. Okay. I do not sleep well. You know this. It's been a, if you're a long-term listener slash viewer, you know this. I don't say that as a badge of honor. Really, it's a plea. A plea that, you know, a sad cry. (laughs) Anyway, got to about 5 a.m. this morning. Mm I was going to say last night because that's what it was to me.
1: Might as well have been, yeah.
0: Could not sleep, so took two melatonin. I think they were—I uh, don't remember five, five. it's ones downstairs that we had at the church. Okay, <laughs> they're very tasty. The ones we have. Um, then, <laughs> then I took a shot, probably a double shot of Z-Quil, uh, which is a sleeping medication. That's right. It's essentially, just the stuff in Nyquil that makes you sleep. Yep. And. I remember getting sleepy because I dropped my phone on my like chest or head. You know that Oh, night. I've done that, um, but but when I woke, up, I still woke up. I I only slept three to four hours still. And uh, boy, is it! I f- I am in a strange place because the, <clears throat> the medicine is still flowing in
1: my veins. Right, I believe. Yeah, it's. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like uh, especially since it's just the ZQL part. Like, of the medicine, it definitely is almost like it's like, do you feel almost like like slow? Like, yeah. Like you're in like a haze? Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like I can, I'm, I'm not, I, I believe I can actually close my eyes. I'm going to try right now. You guys keep talking. See what okay.
1: Happens. So, he's closing his eyes, and now while he's doing that, I would like to go into the idea of this. I won't go too in depth, because I know that we we all had the same idea a second ago we were talking about seeing uh, sound. And I find it interesting that I've had... I used to have a boss who said, I can see your aura. And she said it was purple. It's very interesting, the difference between the two. Because it makes me wonder, you know... Because she, she, claimed, she claimed to be a Wiccan. So now it makes me go, is being a Wiccan... Neurological disease? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a belief system. I'm
0: back. <laughs> no, it's a belief system. But I'm back. let me ask you this. I was thinking the opposite. What if synesthesia is some sort of strange ability that we've given him yeah.
1: to? It's like a superpower almost. But or a super I don't know what curse. It's... Ooh. Anyway. He just of the away. away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I,
0: I wasn't having to try. I could legitimately sit here and not say anything all the whole time and be completely content.
1: <laughs> you, uh, do you feel like you're going to fall asleep? Mm-hmm. Reminds me the uh, days where we would just sit
2: around and we'd have to talk or play Madden, and Todd would slowly drift off.
1: And then we all felt safe. Felt safe. (laughs) The key to this is don't move. The best one's war war zone. (laughs) 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 Falling asleep to gunfire and Charlie. (laughs) <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. Anyway,
1: I really do feel
0: weird. So, Paul, if if that's the case, don't get concerned. People out in the world who are watching, because I'm sure I do not look real alert. Anyway,
1: yeah, you definitely look a little sleepy.
0: I'm not sleepy at all. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> <coughs> so, um, anything you want to catch everyone up on in your life? Um, some some people care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only some of you. Uh, That's a fact, right? That's that's true, man. You're right. They're like, just get on, get on with the show. I want to hear my question. Um, yeah, man. You know, I'm on. I'm on a journey of ownership, to keep it to keep it simple as I can. Like trying to go into every situation, whether I make a mistake or whether I you know whether someone says hey man like you did you know you were doing you did a good job or whatever whatever it is any any situation any moment in life i'm trying very hard to just take ownership of what whatever it is so <clears throat> when it comes to especially you know since you guys have kind of been in on it a little bit like you guys you know we've talked about how i've had a problem you know with looking into the mirror of who I really am now I'm trying to take ownership of hey you know what those are that that is what you are when you're not following Jesus Mm. and I have to deal with that and I have to instead of like wallowing in my pity like I like I'm used to you know it's time to it's time to go you know what what can I change and just keep focusing on what I can change you know so that's kind of where I'm at to an extent um to keep it short yeah um
0: so, have you been able to narrow it to things that you do want to change based on what you're owning? I guess you don't have to tell what they are. I guess I was just curious. Yeah,
1: that's no great, great question, man. Um, I would say mine is late. I'm I'm lazy, and. I I feel like I've never actually fully accepted that fact. I think I've, I've kind of, like, brushed it off. Like, oh, I'm lazy. But, like, I'm actually, like, legitimately trying to, like, be like, okay, AJ, like, you are lazy, man. And now that I'm trying to feel the weight of, like, okay, I am lazy. That is who I am. That is that's that is what I, you know, that is my natural state. How can I fix that? So that's just, that's a big one. The big one is is just that one. Uh, just lazy Um, and also I know selfish you know I I think I go into a lot of situations with a selfish mindset or uh, I know even like last night we had a really good conversation about the difference between a fixed mindset and a uh, growth yes and a growth mindset and how I am more of a fixed mindset and I want to be in the growth mindset because I tend to just kind of uh, I stick with this whole fixed idea of like well you know what I can't do it because I am this is who I am and I can't fix or change anything and I want to go to the growth mindset where it's like, hey, you know, with hard work, with persistence, I can I can grow. I can be better. I can overcome. So those should keep it short, that's kinda where I'm at, man. Growth fixed. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the growth and the fixed is probably gonna be one of the ones that I focus more on, I guess, because I think that that's gonna help almost kind of change like everything in a way. Mm -hmm. Like that's gonna be like a whole different kind of being. So yeah, man, it's
0: pretty neat, man. That's that's, that's
1: kind of where I'm yeah. at.
0: Fun turn, you got anything going on?
2: No, not too much. Just struggling through my work life, been trying to figure that out and balance it, and also think about what what is what am I doing with my life? I'm 22, and specifically cause specifically where I'm working right now, just figuring out if I want to continue down this path because it's not like it's to a point where like, oh, this is choose this to be a career or not. It's definitely mm-hmm. not to that point. But right. it's a weird Midwestern thing and I go through this every once in a while because it goes back to the thing where I look around and I go, Am I really doing what I could <laughs> be doing? And like
0: mm-hmm. I,
2: I don't want to just settle for oh uh, yeah, this job is this job is okay and it's safe and like I know I'm not going to get in trouble, which uh, well not even I'm not even like I, I this'll be my this could be my job for a very long period of time. I don't right. want to just settle into that. So um, which is very interesting about me. So I've been just thinking about that a lot lately. Like, okay, what, what, what do I find interesting? What type of job would I want to do, or what do I feel called towards, or just it, just looking at it all, which is an interesting place to be. And I, but I also wonder how much of it's like pushed by not only my family because it's that time of year again where family tends to be a big thing. Because Cause the holidays. Yep. And they aren't a huge fan of my career path right now, currently. And then there's also the, uh, it's Midwest, the Midwest, and how things should be done. Uh, Specifically, like, schools and everything, family. The Midwest is in a fixed mindset.
1: Well, yes, yes they are.
2: Go to college, get a wife, get kids. (laughs) All by the age of 22, you should be, you should have all of this accomplished. And I'm like, uh... Hmm, I don't think that's necessarily the right way, but I've been definitely thinking about that a lot. So, hmm. trying to do little research things and try and grow my mind. Like, yeah, man, um, been learning Ableton. Heck so yeah, that's, that's fun. Also, having to what's do Ableton of, for those out there that don't uh, know? Ableton is a media, not a media software, a music software. Essentially, where you you know those beats that are behind rap songs and things like that, man, or man. even any song that you listen to. A lot of those are either recorded sounds that. You record in a studio and you put them in to arrange into the song, or, yeah, or they a are completely syn- synthetic track where like they just take bunches of sounds and put them together. So essentially, yep. you're you're oh, what's the it's a giant music editor? Yeah, basically <laughs> a giant music editor. <laughs> yeah. So it's I've been cool. learning that a lot lately, and also lots of music theory, which is I've learned so much, but also had to relearn so much, and it's it's been fun. Cool, man. Yeah. Heck yeah. Much, what's going on with me?
1: Nice, man. I think it's, I it's funny, man, because I know it feels literally just like yesterday, and it scares me anytime I think about like how fast time passes. But like even you saying like, well, you know, I'm 22, and I've, you know, and I, and I I remember, I remember being 22 and kind of thinking the same thing of like, oh, like, hey, like, what what am I what do I want to do? And you know, now I'm 26, going to be 27 soon. I'm like, man, I still. Like, there's parts of me that's like, yeah, man, like, I know that God's called me to, like, be, like, in church, but now it's like, okay, now. But there's still parts of me that, that old part of me that's like, whoa, you know, is that true? I have to fight that a lot, because it's like, there can be times where I feel like I'm like, man, I I don't know where I'm going. Like, the direction can feel blurry sometimes, so I get it, man. It can be, it it can be hard, so I get it. What's you, Todd, man? How are you doing? Well
0: other than my brain not functioning at optimum (laughs) right now (laughs) yeah Um, god i had i had something it's gone that's okay so uh oh i'm always thinking it's kind of hard you know this so when people ask me this you have to kind of what i've learned in life is people hey how you been Mm -hmm. you know that old saying like do they really want to know and like this happens even to close friends of mine you guys are probably two of the only people who actually listen to what I say. Unless I'm up on a stage, then people tend to listen. Mm. But because um, I'm a weird, I know my mind's weird. I think about a lot of things, man. I'm really—you brought up an interesting point about time. You know, yeah, when dude. He, when he said 22, it stuck with me too. You know? Really? The fact that I might you know know—I'm going to be 22 next year. And yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Gosh, dang it, man. Um, excuse me, but it does. It, it, you know, time goes so fast. And I had this thought, man, this terrifying thought, of like if I doubled my age, where I am. Oh, that's terrifying. It really is, dude. Let like <laughs> yourself do that math real quick. Yeah, it's. I am forty-four. Yeah, but you're still a youngish man. Anyway, I, It's fifty-four, I AJ. It's yeah, 50, thanks. Almost fifty-four. 50, <laughs> 50, <laughs> I, I suck at mental right? math, man. I said twenty-seven. That's what you said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Dude, I was that's trying so hard, like, The man. point is, like, <coughs> stuff, uh, man, stuff kind of just, no, I can't be right. 44, 20 plus 20. Yeah. Yeah, I would be right. How is that possible? Oh, yeah, because when you start doubling stuff, it gets Oh, no,
1: yeah, yeah, because, right, because, like, 25 is 50. Yeah. Okay, you're right, you're right. So. Yeah. But you're right, man. That is terrifying to do that.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, but anyway, so that's it. That, you just made me think of that. I had an interesting thought today. We kind of touched base on this before we went on the air. Yes. And it's about, it may surprise some people, but I am a man. and uh, We all are. And one of the things I've realized is men do not have friends. This is true, man. When they become adults. Uh, A lot of men don't. Now, now they'll say they have friends, okay? But what does their friendship usually consist of? What involves, 90% of the time it's involved around some sort of, like, I have golfing buddies. Right? right. I have work buddies. But, you know, you don't really have friends. And I can't, you know, we you had asked a good question. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. But I said we should talk about this on Real Talk instead of having a really good conversation before. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's just, I don't really know the reason. <clears throat> and I often wonder if if I'm a weirdo because I do want those kinds of f- friendships. I like to... Think and you know the concept of a brotherhood is pretty cool to me. And walk through life because you know women are amazing and they're blessing and beautiful and treasures, but they don't understand and think the same way that we do. No, um, made different. And I've said for this sure. many times. You know, up until fairly recently in the modern world, men did spend time with men. I mean, that just you know, gentlemen's clubs back in the day weren't what they are today. They weren't strip right, clubs. They're right. places men went to spend time or go back into. Excuse me. Oh, uh, it's wild. You know the trades. All of that, um, you know, all the way back to Vikings when they would war bands and mm-hmm. knights. and oh, Excuse me. It's just interesting. I think in Christianity, sometimes it seems like it's even, I mean, I wouldn't say it's more, but it's just as prevalent. So what I can't understand and what I don't know is whether that is, I'm a weirdo because I do want those kinds of relationships or brotherhood or friendships, and should I, and so I need to accept that that's not going to happen, like that's the reality of becoming, mm-hmm. you know, I d- stages of life or is that men have killed their hearts and is it that men have idolized women because women like they'll share their now this one's gonna offend some guys is it because they get to have a mommy mm-hmm. so they don't need anything else right because i definitely know some some husbands and wives it's more of a son mom relationship
1: if yeah you really think about it
0: so i don't know there's thoughts i've had on that and like I always start, man. Am I weird? You know,
1: no, that kind of thing. I, I don't think it's weird man, because I think even when you talk to guys, even if people don't like, they don't, even guys who tend to not even want to pursue that kind of like friendship with men. Mm-hmm. When you ask them what are the most wholesome times in life, it's when they're around the guys. Yeah, that's true. And they talk it like, and they talk about like, you know, what? What Best do times I? Times re- in their life. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so I don't think it's weird, man. I think what you said was so true. And and it what, it's funny because it reminded me, of it reminded me of uh, Wild at Heart, which deal, which right. I'm going to be rereading because I need to do it. Yeah, I'm too. <laughs> We're actually hopefully to do it as a group. I'm really excited. Yeah. It's gonna be cool. <coughs> but it's kind of what made me think it.
0: Yes. My weird that I even. Because but you're right, he it, does it, talk it, about. Yes,
1: me. he remind, it, He's he's going through all these different different examples. It's it's Ooh. it's within kind of so towards sorry, the beginning guys. of the book. But he, he's talking about all these different examples of guys, like younger men he was speaking to. And a lot of them, he said, like, at the end of the day, man, they had just killed their heart over over a pain that they had gone through in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we do, man. So I think you're spot on. I think we kill our heart. and
0: <clears throat> So what do you do with those guys who seem to be all they want to do? Like, we know some guys. We talked about, about a guy we know from our church before we got on who we know he doesn't really like – he may he, he will do – Mm-hmm. Time with men when forced to through a program or working or whatever and laugh, and it's not like he's necessarily awkward or anything, but he doesn't want to. Like, if he had his choice, hmm. I think- he'd just be just with his wife.
1: Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're good I dog. don't feel good, man. I know, man. It's okay.
2: <laughs> what happened in medieval times? It's weird <laughs> that I look back to that time, but it's almost like that was the last time that I can fully remember, like, you see a lot of honor, you see a lot of the men just being men and working. Western times, I mean, the times of the Wild
0: West, I guess. I mean, I know westerns wasn't all like it was in the movies, but, I mean, there's some truth to that, right? (laughs) It's not that I'm not saying family. I mean, family's important and beautiful. It's just interesting that it's almost like you're forced to pick.
1: I think think the key... you know what I mean? Yes, and I think the key difference is that there's some people, and I like the example you're using, because I think there's people who who desire it and struggle to, to achieve that, and I think... To an extent that could be even everyone in this room I think there's a desire for us someone to, to do this we just we just struggle to to achieve that and there's people who ha- don't have that desire mm. and I think so I think this question in particular is kind of aimed at the people who don't have a desire to do it mm. I think the only way that the people who don't desire to do it the re- the only way for them to get back to that place is they have to they have to <sighs> it's wall of heart you have to find your heart mm. you have to go back and find your heart and I think in the midst, the way to do that is you have to uncover the hurt. You have to you have to hurt to heal. Oof. You know, you have to get down into the nitty gritty and 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 figure out why you no longer desire what desire. This concept we're talking about, like mm-hmm. you, like why you don't want to be around guy the guys, why you don't want to hang out. You know,
0: <clears throat> do you think women, <clears throat> in your experience, and I and I'm not I'm genuinely asking because mm-hmm. this is a question. Do you think that The the normal kind of your, I guess, your average woman wants their men to do more with other men, kind of get out of the house, be more. Do you think it's the stereotypical kind of? No, I don't. They don't. They get mad when he does.
2: I think it is. I think they they want it on their terms. Yeah, they want it on their terms. (laughs) (laughs) They
0: so when they're busy, get out of here. Mm -hmm.
1: When you're not, yeah, go do whatever you want because I have stuff to do. But as soon as I'm not doing anything, you better be here.
2: Yeah, I think it's that. They, or they'll say that they want you to do that, but they really don't. So eventually you hinpick a man to death. And, and a man who's not confident or has, is just literally that woman becomes his idol, dies. Because mm. eventually he gets so tired of getting hin and gets angry. And then he just, he goes, he shuts down. He gets inside of himself.
0: Mm. So I'd be curious, guys that are listening, um, do you, how many friends would you say you have? Hmm. If you feel comfortable. If you're watching on a video, you can drop in the comments below if you are watching, you can use our link on the podcast at slash real talk Really curious. <clears throat> let's do our let's do a impromptu poll here. I can make um, a poll. <clears throat> I'll just let them do it. That's fair. <laughs> <clears throat> I <think> that, <clears throat> although, I mean, cuz I want to see if people but they can use the now, you, I'm, I'm off. You got me off the rails.
1: I'm so sorry. Uh, anyway, I'm just
0: curious. <laughs> Same with you ladies. You know, do you find that you wish your husband was out doing more? Or if you're really honest, you're like, I don't like him doing things. And if so, why not? and with other men. Um, I did talk to a lady a couple of days. Within the last couple of days, married to a friend of mine. And she was really honest. And she's angry that he had to go do some exercise as part of this men's group that he's in. As part of a challenge. And she was mm-hmm. angry about it. And said... You know, it's just such an odd thing, man. Like, because, you know, it was cool, because at the end she came around, it was like, when you start showing the whole big picture, what do you want in a husband? But it's just so odd, you know?
1: Yeah, and, like, I guess one thing that I was kind of thinking of was we're, we're so we're so momentary, but not grasping of the moment does that make sense i hope that makes sense probably doesn't no, well what do you mean like we are so stuck in the short term but yet we still don't take in the moment mm. so we're just
0: taking the moment
1: so i guess when i think about my own life i am i i fail to see the big picture in a lot of things i'm doing or, or a lot of things i'm told to do but i i'm also still thinking ahead so much that i'm not sitting in the in this very exact moment to where i'm not aware so it's like i'm in this i'm in this void Mm. i'm in this weird in between somewhere does that make sense
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i'm pondering yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that's where we find ourselves i think that's where a lot of people will find themselves these days you know i think a lot of people
0: don't even like to think Uh, dude they just don't think i was even thinking right now of what we're talking about how if I were listening to this, because I listen to it, there's some cool podcasts out there if you're a man, The Art of Manliness, and um, there's one called Wolf and Iron, and a lot of different that where they talk about wolf- <coughs> masculinity, and it's a pretty cool name, um, Pursuit of Manhood, and all those kinds of things. Um, but a lot of guys, man, they'll hear, so I like this. If I was hearing this genuinely, I know I, it gets me thinking. I'm clearly thinking about it. Yeah. <clears throat> we're thinking about it. A lot of guys just don't want to think, man. They don't want to. And that's hard for me to understand because what I end up seeing is like the the idea, I told you this before, the saddest picture in the world to me, truly, Mm -hmm. I'm being dramatic, is the idea of someone doing the same thing the rest of their life, being then on their deathbed. that's between 70, 90, whatever, going, what was I doing? Yep. You know? And they don't notice it until then.
1: I think that people...
0: Because... They get into this routine. They'd rather be safe, comfortable, whatever it is. I don't know. You know, I don't. Oh, yes. It's just yes, odd because thinking, get into that kind of
1: yes, because thinking automaton. breaks that. Yeah. Thinking breaks them out of that that place they don't yeah. want to leave. Yeah. Well, our
0: society. It's oh, here, it uncomfortable. Yeah,
2: we we've been in. So I, Joe Rogan, another podcast really gets me thinking. I like mm-hmm. it. And when I sent this that. in a long time ago, yeah. and not only into our our men's group uh, Lionheart, but also into our. Uh, the Remnant House chat that we have,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it was Joe Rogan talking about uh, hard times mm-hmm. create hard men.
0: Yeah, this was a, yeah a cycle. I've read this uh-huh. before. He didn't and come up. He didn't the, coin it, but yeah,
2: the soft men. And honestly, I've been thinking about. Sorry, go ahead stuff. and
0: finish that if you know what you remember. Um, it so is, hard times or good times create soft, soft men. men. Soft men create hard times. Right. Hard
2: times create hard men, and mm-hmm. then hard times create good times. Hard
0: men create good times. And it continues. Yeah, hmm. Which, because it takes hard men to make a safe world.
2: Right. It, let's let's put this in perspective, though. Like, but then a safe
0: world makes work, coddled, work soft work men. Constant.
2: Exactly, because it allows. Because who takes over when we get home? Because the men really aren't doing their job at that point. That's true. Because if we look at society and history as a as a whole, you have this. We, you have the Wild West. You have medieval times. You have. Even Iraq and Afghanistan and all these times, there was a time of war, mm. or there was a time of exploration, or there was a time yeah. of discovery and work when men needed to be used because, let's be honest, the women women couldn't do what they were doing, or if mm-hmm. they were doing, there was a lot less of them than the men. So the men are being taught, and that's not to say ladies can't be soldiers and do the stuff like that. I'll preface a little bit so we don't get the feminism hate I'm everywhere. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you have these men who are being. They were leaders. They had to be leaders. They had to think. They had to be something that... They, they had a job. They had to work. They were doing what a man is supposed to do, protect, defend, mm, right. Be, be protectors of the homestead, of the house. They had loyalty. They had to have honor and loyalty to their country and to the people around them, because why else would they fight? Hmm. So you have all these things. And now we're in this era where really there isn't, besides Afghanistan, which if we're honest, yes, there are soldiers dying. Yes, it is war-torn. Yes... There is that coming out. But right now, we've pulled completely out of Afghanistan. I think it was Afghanistan, correct?
1: Yes, yes. Uh-huh. We pulled yes.
2: completely out. Mm-hmm. So our soldiers in Baghdad and, over and wherever they are, honestly, yes, it is still happening. Terrorism is still a problem and things are happening like this, but it's much less than what it was. Okay. So we don't have, there isn't anybody going to go be soldiers. There isn't any threat. There isn't anything. So now, who's taking over while we're at home? Mommy. And it goes back to that same thing. We're like all wild cults that have been broken. And then how our society is Mm -hmm. set up, it's actually set up that we aren't supposed to think, that we're supposed to be drones. And the people who think either become celebrities, scientists, things like that, or they get punished because of errant thoughts, because it's outside of the norm. Mm -hmm. So our whole society is built up off of this fact that now there's nothing new to... There is no new. There's no new discovery. There's no new uncharted area there's no enemy to fight we're just we're a bunch of warriors or men that are soft at this point that are sitting at home and we're protected by essentially society that we've created
0: yeah i agree with uh, most i think you know i don't think it has to be war though i do think war causes that yeah um you know it's it's interesting because is it possible for hard men using the the that to yeah. stay and replicate hard men in those comfortable times,
1: it's got to be very hard.
0: I think it has to be very intentional. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you don't have war or exploration, right? We have you have a son nowadays. You, can, how can you still develop those traits in a in a man, a boy or a man? How can you still do that without the threat of those hard things that have to happen? Right. right. I think you can. I think it's you have to be, be possible, to, but it has to be very intentional. Right. Whereas the hard times that you're kind of talking about, they naturally create the circumstances that grow those men like into
1: that. It's like a sink or swim almost. A condition,
0: yeah. Can, so you, can you can you replicate that? I think you can to a degree, right? Not probably the same. You're not going to be the same as like a World War II vet. Right. <clears throat> but I think you can you can do qualities like endurance and grit. And there's a really interesting book and podcast. Actually, uh, The Art of Manless, you can look it up. He, he talks to the author of this book called Grit. They've studied... The concept of grit, grit being the drive, right mm. that thing that's like I'm not going to quit mm-hmm. <clears throat> in human means <clears throat> fascinating stuff man I, I actually uh, and how you can, yes actually yeah makes I'll, I'll try to send you the podcast um, but it's really interesting because can, you know how do you develop grit, endurance you know what we have people in our society that have that stuff mm-hmm. those qualities you're talking about. how did they get them? I think they challenge was, themselves, right, in other ways. That
1: was my. That was going to be a question I had. Was like, do you think that grit comes naturally to some, and some it has to be learned? But either way, it, it's like a. It's some, It's a skill that, that can, can be, be developed. Exactly. A
0: Trait, actually. Yeah. I think it's more almost. Yeah. That, or at least he calls it kind of a trait. You know, whether you call it grit, willpower, endurance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's a good way to put it, man. So I definitely think probably some people are born more with it, mm-hmm. but who knows, man. Thing. Circumstances,
1: mm-hmm. kind of born in adversity, sort of thing. Yeah. Some, if you're born in, in adversity, you're going to But then, why do some raise it. above
0: it, and why do some use it as an excuse? I don't you know. See, that's writ, interesting. Man. You're right. Right? You yeah, know, to a There,
2: there is a. I think there is a Low power, interesting drive. There is a fine balance because also I, I'll also say this: I don't necessarily think war mind is mind. always the only thing that can do that. But we can also yeah, look back in like a, we can look <laughs> back in time and see how men. Or with other men, and that's another reason how it got built. Yeah, you have that adversity, and I think the key to not falling and being in this victim mentality, which is very prevalent in today, and rising above it, is having role models around you, men who actually are men. Um, so yeah, you may another be born in you may trait. Mm-hmm. you may be born into adversity with a, a man who is rough and harsh, and maybe you come from a terrible home life, and that's terrible. But there are men around you. That you can look towards and go Mm -hmm. well that's that or that man changes later in life and you can see him being a man so that's how you do it you get taught that yes this happened to me but i can't use that as an excuse but this is going to drive me because i'm never going to let that happen to me again (laughs) and then that helps pushes you in life but that could also create it's a very interesting thing because i feel like that's also a delicate balance Mm-hmm. but I think it's it's just a lack of men being able to teach men, and then we have a bunch of like rules in our society currently that say that we can't do this or we can't do that we can't say this we can't do that, or oh you're trans this or you're this it, which is ridiculous in some ways
1: I thought of a wild stallion and how the idea of having to like break a horse right in order to in order to refine it into its behavior. Mm. Do you guys think that as men in in the refining process, do you think there is a sense of having to be broke in the sense of like you have to be broken of your reality in order to become a man? Or do you think it's actually the opposite? We're like, we must stay that wild, like like that. Almost like that there must be that untamed side of us. And that's that that is the I, the part that makes us.
2: What if I said it was a little bit of both Mm. is my thought. I think you have to be allowed as a boy to be wild and untamed, but you also have to be taught certain things. Mm -hmm. I think back in the day, now I don't know as much about Todd would be able to tell you a little bit more about this because he knows more about just uh, everything. (laughs) But some of your best Mm. war horses were also still a little bit wild. Mm. So it's, they, they knew what they were doing. They knew how to do their job to be a warhorse mm. but he they were a still a little aspect. bit wild yeah. and they were strong.
1: Hmm. Interesting. It, may, it reminds me of I guess it's a good point Clint because I think it, it reminds me of a video that we we watched in our Lionheart group uh the which is the men's group he referenced earlier. Um it was Jordan Peterson talking about the the capacity for chaos and so is it like you know when you have when you take the stallion that i was referencing and you and you you know quote break it is it that the horse forgets its capability of chaos or does it just know that it's there but i'll use it when i need to you know what i'm saying like does that make sense or do you think that horse just completely forgets that part of it and it just becomes
2: i think if you don't I think here, again, it goes back to the idea of like, if you don't let there, what if the horse never knew it was wild in the first place and it never learned that mm-hmm. you're going to get a pretty timid horse later in life. Essentially you, you see this, I guess, in some horses, even when I, when I worked at the horse barn, you, there were some horses that were born that were picked up, found and like they were raised wild essentially. And then yeah. they had to be broke. And then there was horses that were born in captivity. And you see this actually in a lot of wild animals. Horses that are, and other animals that are born in captivity, they can, there's a chance they'll survive in the wild, but they don't, it doesn't happen very often because they mm-hmm. are, they, they aren't really taught what it is to be wild. Mm-hmm. They don't really know what it is to be wild. So they never knew that. Instead, they're basically broken from birth. So do you, So they never, interesting. they're always going to be this timid thing that you do. There's no room for growth at that point because they don't even know that they had this other side of them that they can grow into.
1: So do you guys think hard men in times of when things are comfortable with their children they they bear their child in a in a time of captivity like they it's almost like they raise them in captivity because of what they had to go through mm. like
0: oh yeah I get what you're saying they want them to be safe the idea of like I don't want my, I want my kids to have better than I did
1: right exactly
0: and that's not wrong but again it's it's it takes work so
1: yeah it's good stuff <sighs> It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's good points, man. I, I love that. But, yeah, I think that's that's a great point is, like, I like that idea of, like, being born in the wild and also being born in captivity, like, and what, what the difference is um, and what that can even mean as a, you know, just as a parent to even, you know. If you're, you know, if you were a, a, in a hard time and you became a hard man and, you dev- you know, and you were helping the world be a better place and then you have a child yourself you know and he, the tendency it seems is to flip so i don't know it's just interesting how do you how do you maintain that it's kind of, it's kind of back to the same question you asked earlier like, like well, I, it's very intentional right? and it's like what does that look like i guess
2: i think it honestly like we've talked about this a lot and this almost seems like it's just words at this point but it, it does start with us and our children and, and not all of us in this room may have children but it starts with teaching us Teaching our children what a good man is, whether they're male or female, what that looks like, and then growing into that because good men have specific uh, traits. Not they may not all be the same traits, but there are a few that shine through: loyalty, honor, uh, things like that, strength. A lot of like, a lot of men are steadfast that are good men. It's Christ or man. very are very strong. Again, yes, Jesus, great man, good man. The he was God and man. So striving after that and then teaching our, our boys that what it is to be a man and then showing them that and teaching those things, I think that's very important. Because the world, and it goes back, Todd said this a long time ago, if we don't say something as Christians, <coughs> the world will fill in the gap. That's right. The same thing goes as a society, even with men, even more so for Christian men. Hmm. With their their sons and for everybody, if we don't say something, if we don't teach them, if we don't show them, the world will.
1: That's true. 100%, dude.
2: That's where we get the society that we are, because we can (coughs) change it like that. You can snap your fingers and you start this process, it will eventually start to change. Mm. Whether the world wants it to or not, if there's 50 men that are doing it, Eventually, other men are going to be like, hey, I want to be like, that. <clears throat> and it may be a slow process and we won't see it necessarily in a year or two, but we could see it in five, 10. You could start seeing the, the pieces fall in place. But it's very interesting. I, I, a hundred percent. I, I see it in culture today. I see it in like, uh, I'll scroll through TikTok and like, this sounds terrible, but I'm starting to see it and like, I see it and I go, that's, I don't like that. How how there is that mother son relationship between even boyfriend girlfriend and you can see it and and to be honest I'm gonna be honest that type of stuff disgusts me like I've seen it now and and I didn't I never really saw it before but things Todd pointed it out and then like I started to look for myself and I went honestly no that's that's really apt description I never really viewed it that way but it's it's there and it's sad Hmm. I don't think that's how a relationship should be. And the Bible, the Bible literally tells you that is the opposite of how a relationship should be. Excuse me.
1: Hmm. Do you guys think it's kind of kind of jumping places, so I'm sorry. But it made me think of I was just kind of like going about like like because you mentioned like culture and how it can change with people. Like he's kind of flipping that switch and then like it starts to develop. It kind of made me think like, do you guys think that the when it comes to life and when it comes to the truth you know the bible do you guys think that we're going to reach a point of you know cuz we already know we're depraved right as 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 society like we already know that but as time goes on do you guys think there's going to be an 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 inevitable fall to where there's just no going back to where the masses are just going to be so <coughs> so perverted to the point where like we can't even like there is, you know, there is hope in this in in the remnant, for lack of a better word, <laughs> you know. But that's about it. Like, you know, do you think there there comes a time when we can no longer we can tell the truth? But do you think there'll become a time when it's like the it's just inevitable that they're just it's not gonna there's gonna be like a cap almost of People who are going to come to to know him, like, do you think will there'll be a time where that happens?
0: Come on, God, right? right. Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, that. like us as believers, in a sense, like, because he talks about like changing culture, right? And it's like, do you think of like there'll be like a time of inevitable, like, like a cap almost of like r- society's going to get so bad to where it it's it almost seems like there's no hope for them.
0: I mean, I think Revelation <laughs> kind of talks about some of that stuff too, man. I mean, yeah. in general, um, <clears throat> this has happened throughout history, though, right? A culture gets vile, mm-hmm. and I don't know, man. We're in strange times, mm-hmm. um, very strange times. And uh, I, my, part of my silence was letting you guys talk because I talk a lot, but part of it was also looking something up too that ties in with this, and then yeah. letting me somewhere else. And um, interestingly, you brought society up, and not to change gears or shift, but to yeah, talk I, a little. Yeah,
1: I, I didn't. Too. So
0: politically. <laughs> And this goes to this. Okay. Let's just be honest. We we don't we struggle to talk to you guys about a lot of things because the most important thing we ever want to talk to you about is God and the gospel, Mm -hmm. right? right? And the truth. But there's other things that kind of tie to that, right? You know, the thing about America has always been that it's a land of freedom and a place where we have the opportunity to talk about God. You know, this kind of thing wasn't going to happen in China. <clears throat> this talk right now, that's true. 100%, not no, All right, you're right about Jesus. Um, there's just some wild stuff happening, man, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Um, it's hard when you talk about culture when the leaders of the culture, when they're, when I believe truly, a minority of the population, I'm not speaking racially, meaning numbers, uh, percentage, control is beginning to dictate the morality and nature of society. And you have politicians who are doing that, making it easier because it's <clears throat> a popular thing to do. The media has a slant, all those kinds of things. So what am I leading to?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> I think that's the hope, in a, but not from the God perspective. I think the hope for them is like, hey, let's flip it around. If that's the case and there's no hope for them, what's the hope for us in a society like that?
1: Mm.
0: As believers. <laughs> Very little, the right?
1: The hope is... Yeah. I mean,
0: outside of Christ. I mean, we know the truth, but I mean, yeah. will we fit in in the culture like that if you follow Christ?
1: Oh, was, if it continued along. It's no. <coughs> so, yes, yeah, not would... no. We would stick out like a sore thumb. Interesting stuff. Salt of the earth would become more of a reality. Let me than ask you. Believe right now.
2: Sorry.
0: No, no, no. Don't be sorry. I cut you off. You're you're right, and that that's a great point. Being the light and salt of the earth, like Jesus said, it becomes more, even more, um, I don't know, real. Yeah. In these t- times Significant. And days. Now, anyway, great conversation. Loved hearing you guys talk. I thought it was good. And hope you guys got a lot of that, too, because these guys dropped a lot of wisdom and thoughts on there. <coughs> Thank you.
1: Have you guys...
0: Shifting gears. Yeah. You guys are familiar with Durham, right?
1: Oh, a uh, good old Johnny boy? Yeah. Yeah?
0: <coughs> I'm not sure oh, if many yeah. people out there... I get asked yeah. this a lot from people close to me because I do keep a pretty good, up- pretty good finger on the pulse of... What's going on politically? Oh,
1: yes. Yeah, man.
0: Now there's people I'm familiar with. You, <laughs> there's people in this in our own church. Um, Timbo, for instance, he might be watching. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he kind of mocks us, I think, a little because he thinks that some of the things we talk about aren't reality. Oh, Don't do. Exactly. Yeah, you're good. Um, not true. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I will say if something's not true and it's just a thought, I usually say that, right? I mean. Oh yeah. I don't speak, excuse me, I don't speak as fact things that aren't, but if you guys aren't familiar with John Durham, Durham is a special prosecutor that was set up by, during the Trump administration for the purposes of looking into the Steele dossier, the accusations against, um, the Trump campaign. That's right. During, um, during, you know, all this stuff came out right after you became. His, his, uh, election. Yeah, during the election.
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: we haven't heard anything from Durham since he's been it's been I don't know long how long I don't know how long it's been, it's been however within the last month indictments are beginning to drop now for those that means people are getting arrested and being charged with things and being before a grand jury. It doesn't matter to go into all these things. Right. The ball's beginning to roll. Yes. <clears throat> very, very interesting stuff is happening. Oh man, it's
1: it's definitely getting
0: kooky. Um because of I don't know, I guess I just encourage you guys to look for, <laughs> I have to be careful because one, we 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 get flagged for things, there's certain keywords, that, that's just reality. Right. Um, but I would really encourage, just a second, talking about society, culture, you know, what you're being told on the media versus what is actually happening. I really encourage you guys to look into some sources outside mainstream media. There are reliable sources outside of the big five or whatever, Right. Right. And, and take a look at, and actually, interestingly enough, what makes what I'm telling you interesting is that the mainstream media is picking this up now. This is, they are saying this. Yeah. And they're bringing up connections to very, very powerful and well-known it's, political it's, figures who, it's like the whirlpool slowly circles right, around man. these certain people.
1: Yeah, yeah man. you just
0: Tying can't. into even current, very powerful political figures. Yes. And how there could, the looks of it appears to be that... There's some, there's some real serious accusations of corruption, man. In yes. The, in the highest places of our government. Yes. Uh, whether or not anything comes to fruition of that, whether or not it's true, we'll see. But I'm telling you right now, what is true, look it up. Um, and I just think every now and then we like to drop some things, because I've had some of our brothers and sisters in Christ, even, who come to me and say, hey, can you catch me up on what's going on? Yeah. Um, because we do keep up to date on this yes, stuff. Yes, we do. We do our current best. Current events. And we joke a lot about conspiracy theories and all those kinds of things. Yeah. Guys, we're not kooks we don't you know we Mm -hmm. i'm a seeker of truth and i think these guys are too yep absolutely there's truth that is not what i want it to be (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but we accept it right yeah
1: yeah
0: um so i encourage you guys only bringing this up and it's going to seem out of nowhere because you guys brought a really good point about culture society Mm -hmm. you know and it always reminds me of the fact that we tend to make the important things small and the small things important Mm. and i think this stuff that I'm telling you about looking up with Durham right now, D-U-R-H-A-M, mm-hmm. John Durham. You just type that in. You're going to see what's happening. There's oh, some yeah. interesting things going on. So just wanted to leave that little nugget, um, you know, as real talk, current events. <clears throat> There's way too much to catch you guys up on the show, um, but I encourage you to go look that up because some real stuff is happening. And yeah, man. I don't know what it means. Maybe nothing. But something, the indictments are happening that are close that very much point to the fact, it's already come out that the Steele dossier, the so-called connections between um, you know, President Trump and uh, his administration and Russia, I remember that early yep. on, uh, that yep. wasn't factual. So now what Durham's doing is finding out who was behind that and was there actual legal activity that happened. That's right. So it isn't, I'm not, this is I, for some reason, because I'm a conservative person, yeah. by like compared to, what mainstream media says right i'm a conservative clearly um i don't know if i'm conservative in the sense that some extremists might say but right i'll tell you this um that's if it were the other way around and there was a conservative and and by the way there are conservatives that rumblings are tied to this you know long-term politicians from both sides that have had a part in, in some of this. if it's true, these corruption charges, it's not about who the president is or was. It's about the idea that powerful people in this country and the media conspire to get us, mm-hmm. and it goes, ties back to what you said about culture and That's society, right. to believe and act out of the truth they tell us. That's versus right. Versus what the actual truth Control. is. Control. Control, yeah. And,
1: and honestly,
2: <coughs> if you look back in history, just a small aside, that feeds into this. If you look back in history, especially with media, media was never on anybody's side, really. It wasn't fact, supposed to be, you're right. In, in fact... It prided itself on
1: it was not being. supposed me. to just yep. be factual. It was yep.
2: very much so against all sides. Quite literally, there was a time when reporters were the bane of the existence of every politician. Quite literally. <laughs> they literally <laughs> hated reporters.
1: mean me, me, um, reporters were tax collectors? <laughs>
2: yeah, they literally were. And so that's not how it is right now in society. So that should be something for you. So and also I'm going to say this right now, especially those who graduated in 2018, peeps like cuz I graduated in 2018, so I know. Yes, we were taught a lot of uniform thinking by 100% we were. But we were also taught a lot of critical thinking and different things that you don't really realize Remember all your essays. Remember all those things that you had to write where you had to go see about 40 different points of view to actually do a good presentation. Start doing that again. Start looking into things. Look into it from every side. Don't just go to the main media. Go from every single side. That's called freedom of thought. So start thinking like that and start Mm -hmm. going back to where it was. And I know it may take time and it may take effort, but it is worth the time and the effort to get yourself informed and get yourself ahead of the game or, or to look at things in a different light because the world is too crazy right now for us not to have an opinion. At the very least, an opinion, let alone a full-on thought from what we've seen, what we've read, what we've we've researched, mm-hmm. A a position at that point.
1: Mm. I think that as, I don't know, man, as we go about... To, you know, culture, and as we go about the times we're in, man, like, mm. I think you're right, man, like, we gotta be truth seekers, like, we have to be willing to dive past our own discomfort, and to the possibility of what reality, that reality could be different from what we're being told, you know, like, I think a lot of the time, we just don't want to break that reality, because mm. it's terrifying, and like, you know, I heard, I can't remember, I can't remember what this was from. I feel like it was a video you showed us, or I don't remember where it came from, but, you know, they were talking about how, you know, throughout history there's been large amounts of people, very large amounts of people, where they've had terrible things happen, you know, because they let, they let the minority tell the majority what to think, and the majority just accepted it, you know. And then I think... In America, I think we just think that is somehow impossible here, you know, and that's just because we don't want to, we don't want to think of that reality, so, I don't know, man, (coughs) it's interesting. You
0: know, Nazi Germany is a great example, it's, you know, 97% of the people are thinking something crazy like that, the common person in Germany didn't hate the Jewish people, Mm. but they were, you know.
1: Right, it's... You know, a
0: small group of powerful people ends up moving forward and then you get the military and... I don't know, it's, it's, we're not saying that's what's even going to ha- happen, it's just interesting. Yes. Because, you know, history does tend to repeat itself, hmm. and corruption's real. I don't know why, it's so odd that I feel like when I, anytime you talk about corruption, in fact, cons- the FBI, the CIA who created the term conspiracy theorist, it really yeah. worked. Because now anytime you say anything that even remotely criticizes or questions the uh <laughs> the accepted truth mm-hmm. makes you a nut job. And we yep. found that with people in our, in our our even in our church when you're trying to tell them, like, reality. There were things that we said, and we knew, we talked about last year that we were called conspiracy theorists on that ended up being real and true because it's you pay attention to what's happening. That's right. If you believe, and we said this last year, I'm going to say it again, even though we'll probably get shadow banned again. Laugh, laugh if you want. But um, the truth is, if you believe... That mainstream media is not a business. I'm gonna say that again. Is it's not a non-profit, it's not a non-profit organization. Okay. Mainstream media is a business. Which means what? Which means they have people that own them. They
1: have an who agenda.
0: Want to make money. And they, <laughs> and they have an agenda. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so for some reason, it's just fascinating that we are kind of raised to believe. That media is still what you said, Clint, which is this strange, neutral watchdog, which was what it was supposed to be, kind of. Right. right. It was this this strange media, you know, right. it's not a watchdog anymore. Delivering. They all and, and that goes both sides. Mm-hmm. Different, they have a message, man. And, yep. <clears throat> and I'm not even saying necessarily every time it's wrong. I don't know. I'm just saying if you've got to wait, we, people got to wake up. It goes back to, we talked about thinking in general, critical thinking, and it's a skill that's just lost. I don't mean that arrogantly. Just taking the time to consider your life. what's happening. Yeah, man.
1: It's terrifying. No
0: way you've been going long. I suppose we should ask at least a couple questions. Okay. So moving on to our questions here. We do have a lot. We found that a lot of people really love when we just rapid fire questions. Hey, we like to steer this ship where you want. Let us know in the comments. If you don't, then you must not have a strong opinion. Do you enjoy the shows where we kind of talk more about thoughts and ideas and news and kind of bring that together are you the ones you say hey guys we just love it when you get down to business and answer the the the, the anonymous question anonymous questions that's what we want more of yeah um, we would love to do that and we're good with doing either one truth right so let us know here we go all right the question is aj okay <clears throat> what do you do if you need to have a heart change only god can change our hearts so what do you do in the waiting
1: mm. I think what you got to do in the waiting is you have to really give it up. (laughs) I think you have to define why you're like, what what kind of waiting are you doing? Are Mm. you, are you actually, you know, because people can take waiting in so many different ways. I feel Mm. like people can just think like, oh, waiting must mean like, I just must feel sad and mopey and never actually make any sort of steps. I just have to sit here and wait until Mm. God literally changes something. Mm. And in some cases he might, but, when you say you're in the waiting, I think you need to define what you're doing. What, what is it when you're in the waiting? Uh, I guess for me, a, a accurate depiction of in the waiting would be you are, you are giving it to God in the sense of you are just going, here it is. This, is. this is where I'm at. And being willing to listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, and if the Holy Spirit's like, do this, you do it. <laughs> and the Word of God. Yes, right. you know, so... I really
0: like that. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, because I think a lot it of people... It doesn't mean just sitting on your exactly, hands. Exactly, because I think you myself... You exactly, because <laughs> I think in myself, I can even be like, you know, I don't usually think about this, like the term in the waiting, but like I've, I know I've been there before and mm-hmm. I've just sat there waiting for God to do something and that wasn't truly in the waiting.
0: <laughs> now, let me ask you this, just in case they're asking the other way, because what if they are... It's a spouse, a parent, a mm-hmm. father, a mother, a family member that, that is negative, hateful... Cruel, and they've prayed for that person to have a heart change okay they know they've given up hope like i can't change them so now i have to wait wait and hope for god to move what yeah. do i do in those moments
1: i think that prayer is real you gotta pray um you have to it's okay to discern a situation you know if you're in a you know Say you're in a situation like with a loved one where like it's you know like you are physically getting beat up for example, and you're praying for their heart to change. You don't have to stay in that, you know. It doesn't change the fact that change the fact that you know you are still in the waiting for their heart to change. Does that make sense? Like yeah, what like, like, you, you can you take give action like a
0: spouse though, who is doing all the right things. Yeah, let's just say that okay, in case that's what this is. Mm-hmm. So they're they're a believer. Maybe their husband or wife even claims to be a believer. And this the situation is really hurtful and ugly, and yeah. um, maybe you know, divorce has been thrown out, and okay. and they and they've done everything they can to make it right, and now it's they've given it to God. How do you handle that, knowing like, like you just said, I think that I think that might be the hard part of the question is I know it's only God because they said that, mm-hmm. and I have to wait, you know. But it's so hard and it hurts, you know. What encouragement would you give them, or what what advice would you give them to do in that? in that period of time where you're still hurting and longing. Right. Because I'm assuming they've already, you know, they're praying.
1: Seek. I guess what comes to my head is, like, seek others. Mm, Make sure you're with people. Yeah. You know, um, because if you're you're trying to handle it alone, it's it's going to eat you up. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just, you know, this is cliche, but it's true. You know, it's, you know, remember that God is good and that he is out for your good. You know, and if you continue to actually follow him, And follow Jesus. You know, you'd be amazed at the peace that you would find, Mm -hmm. even in the midst of chaos. So, um, yeah. Does that that make sense? Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's really good. You got to rely on people, you know, to give you encouragement and hope. And um, and I, I, this is difficult for me. I get, but I, I did have this somewhat with certain family members and stuff whom I loved. And sometimes it's even just as much as like I want my Family member to be saved. I know the truth of it and it scares me to. God is good. And God is just. And I don't know. It's all real. That's right. Sometimes yeah. reminding myself that this is real and not just a philosophy is encouraging to me. So, hey, be encouraged and have hope that the God of all hope, the scripture calls him, right? Uh, we pray that he may fill you with hope and joy in the waiting because hmm. there's a lot of, you know, sometimes. Sometimes I like to think to myself that God just wants to set the moment up to be even a bigger show of his you know, glory, a bigger show of, like, I told you I had you, right? Hmm. Think about Peter stepping on the boat. He could have just walked. To, if he had just walked to the boat on water, that would have been a big enough sign, right? Like, goodness. But, no, it was stormy. That made it worse. <laughs> then he said, why don't you come out to me, Peter?
1: Yep. You
0: know, those kinds of things. So
1: Great it, remi- it reminds me of the song While I Wait. It's a worship song. I can't tell you who exactly sings it right now, but I know our worship team does it, and it's a really powerful song. I would recommend listening to that song. Mm. Um, let's see. All right, so next question we have. This is referencing Acts. It's eight. It's Acts chapter 8, mm-hmm. verses 15 and 17, which says, After they went down there, they prayed for them so the Samaritans might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet come down on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on him, and they received the Holy Spirit. And the question is, I thought you received the Holy Spirit once you were saved. Why was there a separate laying of hands here?
0: Um, <clears throat> so the story, just to catch you guys up, in, in chapter 8 of Acts. Uh, the book of Acts is essentially the story of... Christ's church, the apostles establishing the church, the Christian church. Mm-hmm. Now, the other way to look at it is it's the story of the transition between the Old Covenant and the New. Hmm. Now, remember that Peter and those started out, the early Christians were former Jewish people. So, you had, the, And there was a lot of tension between the Jewish believers and the Gentile believers. We see that in the, the books that Paul writes. Hmm. Um, that being said, so in this section... The message has gotten out, and a guy, um, I believe it's Simon, right? No, Philip. Philip went down and started preaching to people in Samaria. Now, remember, Samaria <coughs> was, the Samaritans were not viewed very well.
1: Oh, yeah, they were by, viewed um, very low.
0: By the Jewish people, right? They 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 viewed them as um, mongrels, even. They had in, viewed them as the ones who had inbred with, and that's their words now, you know. When you look back in ancient sources, that they had bred with Gentiles, you know, and all this other things, and that they believed wrong. They, they were not a people group. There was tension between them. So that's, I'm only telling you that because it's important for them, the answer I'm going to give you. So anyway, in this story, Philip goes down to a city in Samaria and it says in verse 5, proclaim the Messiah to them, the crowds paid attention with one mind to what Philip said as they had heard and saw the signs he was performing. Demons started coming out of people, people who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Mm. So there was great joy in the city. Boy, that alone is just a cool verse joy in the city. And a man named Simon who had practiced sorcery, and they went to do him. Um, they were attending him, blah, blah, blah. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news, that's crazy, by the way, that's Simon's story that comes up later. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women, both men and, both men and women were baptized. Then even Simon himself was baptized. And after he was baptized, he went around constantly with Philip and was astounded as he observed the signs and great miracles. <clears throat> When the apostles who were in Jerusalem, so that would be the Jewish believers, the apostles, right? Right. That's what, I uh, heard that Samaria had welcomed God's message. They sent Peter and John to them, the apostles who traveled Jesus. After they went down there, they prayed for them so the Samaritan might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet come down with them, blah, blah, blah. Then Peter and John laid their hands on A couple things remind us. Remember, I just told you, this is not, <clears throat> like, just for us. It's not for modern day. This was a t- strange time, because remember, at the beginning of Acts, you have believers who don't even have the Holy Spirit at all, because... That's that first message that was preached, right? Right. It? So as far as speaking of Peter, Jesus gave Peter the keys, remember? To heaven and hell. He said this. So why do I mean that? Stay with me. It's not about Catholicism. What, it, it was vitally important. God worked really, was very meticulous. He gives me goosebumps. You can look right now. Because he knew that he had to keep the early church unified, mm-hmm. which is why it was so important that Peter and John... <clears throat> like Peter specifically even, the apostles, those who travel with Jesus, would be the ones who truly started the church because that was the unifying thing that would keep the Jewish believers and the Gentile believers together. Peter that's came wild. to you and he came to you. Okay, we're, we are truly then We must be believers. Does that makes right. sense? Versus, hey, they just got baptized by Simon. That's how people, I mean, uh, Philip. That's how people are, right? Yep. What? Well, Paul talks about it later. They still tried to do it. Well, I was with Apollos and I was with... Same thing. So it was incredibly important that Peter would be there, not because they needed him, but because, remember, he had a very specific job at the moment. It's like thinking about a a ball going rolling down the hill. Peter had to be the one to throw the ball down the hill. Now we are on the ball that is going down the hill, but there was a start. So um, that's why. So when Hmm. they came, um, it was in order to... Make sure because if they had if that hadn't they had, that had not happened, I, the Samaritan church yeah. would never have been accepted by the Jewish Christians. The former it would have, I'm telling you, it would have never happened. So That's wild. Peter going there and saying these are believers, these are believers, and they wouldn't have why would they why would the Samaritans have accepted Peter unless they saw he was the one whom you know God was with so it's, the apostles have a very important job because if you let just anybody go around the humanness of it could come out right. So the apostles were sort of the linchpin to start the little fires that would eventually become the bonfire that is the church today. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is man. that you think that answers it, the question? Absolutely. So nice. it's not about that that happens today. That was a very specific time, and that's, that's why it's really important to understand context and the and what was going on at this period. Hmm. Right. They're not giving us commands to us, are they? No. Right. God, did, but does God tell us? Pray at all times. Don't um, you know? Don't sin. Don't commit. When God is telling us a command, He makes it clear in the Bible. That's right. Otherwise, we could just be taking commands if He if He doesn't tell us directly to do it or that it's going to happen. Then it, then just view it as an event that occurred. Right. Right. We don't get commanded nowadays. We personally go around and take don't take your sword and your shoes and walk around. Mm-hmm. You know that was the apostles for a specific time.
1: That's right. Have I not commanded you? Correct.
0: Do I, and through the apostles, through Paul, when he gives us specific things. I hope that makes sense. Um, but that's a great question because you're, oh, you're yeah. thinking that is not proof of a second indwelling or any of those kinds of things. Hmm. And we know from 1 Corinthians, go read yourself, that the Holy Spirit comes upon us and is sealed upon us. That's just one of many places when we first come saved.
1: Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. And,
0: and the Bible interprets itself. We don't interpret the Bible in different sections on just what we want it to be. Right,
1: and and I like what you said about even like how they were all like a bunch of like you said like a bunch of small fires coming together to make the big mm-hmm. one because it just reminds me of like what we are still today. Like, exactly. like it's really it's cool. Really man. good, yeah, that you said that. That foundation actually. is still there. Like that's mm-hmm. that is that is still the goal. That is still the mission. That is what it's supposed to look like. It's really cool. So <clears throat>
0: um, that would be yeah, I think that that is cool, dude. And that's that's the answer. Um. And I wanted to find that verse from Corinthians just to give it to you guys. There are yeah. many verses, but for instance, <clears throat> right here, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, For in one body we were all baptized. I'm sorry, for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greek, slaves are free, and we're all made to drink of one spirit. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, where else? So, Roman, <clears throat> Romans 8, 9 tells us um, that if someone does not possess the Holy Spirit, he doesn't belong to Christ. Um, Ephesians 1, 13 to 14 teaches us the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, what is that one? In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. who is the guarantee of our inheritance to require possession of to the praise of our glory. Right there it tells you. The Holy Spirit comes on those. This was a very specific event, and it was all part of the apostle's original job. Make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I just to want to make that really clear.
0: Great yeah. question. I love that you're thinking through that and, yeah, man. and asking.
1: I think Heck I'll ask yeah. one more
0: here, and I got to...
1: Okay. We got to get out of here. We're going to close up shop.
0: we hate everybody. <laughs> just kidding. Um, we love you guys. I don't know why I said that. Uh, I've heard you guys say in Real Talk before that you don't have to repent to God every time you commit a sin. Why is that? Is it wrong to ask for forgiveness every time I do?
1: Um, no, I don't think it's wrong to... You know, ask you know to repent every time. Um, I think it's it's kind of one of those things where I think we don't want to we don't want to put ourselves in a place of feeling constantly condemned by constantly like just doing this because I think it puts a fear in us that we we don't need. You know, does that make Mm -hmm, sense? mm -hmm. Like we, we kind of if we're constantly doing that, I think it's good, but I think we tend to take that and we kind of go too far with it almost. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, there's a difference
0: between talking to God and being obedient to the Spirit when it says, hey, this thing you're doing right now is brought to your mind and heart. You need to turn away from that right? and pray about that and tell God, you know, versus pray for your salvation every time. Does that make sense? Yes. So repentance yes. and the idea of you're talking to God about I'm going to stop this specific action, that's entirely biblical and makes sense, and it's you. You should be obedient to the Spirit. What we've said in the past is you do not have to pray um, repent Every time in the sense of repeat the sinner's prayer to become saved again. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's what we're saying. And that's essentially what you said. Right. Like, certainly you should be obedient. We've done that, right? Oh, and I yeah. think sometimes that's a step that God wants us to do to get over stuff and to show our heart and to be, you know, that whole idea of when you re- we've talked about it, confess your sins. That's and, right, man. Um, so you'll be healed and all that. Great question. We mean yeah. you don't need to ask for your salvation over and over and over again. No. Certainly when I pray, I, I, I just did it earlier. You know, I let God know the times I've let him down because I love him and I have a relationship with him, but it's like a father. I don't do it because I, please be, save me again. I'm already saved. It's over. It's mm. finished. I really can't good, lose man. what I didn't earn. Whew. Right? Anyway, great, great question again.
1: That's right. Do you have another short one or is that it to make it even? uh Let's see. I don't know what your next one would be. Mark 1541. It says, This first mentioned a lady named Salome. Who was she, and how did she know Jesus, or one of the Marys? Great question. So there's two slums in the
0: Bible, one of which is the only one actually mentioned is the one that they're referencing.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, the other one,
0: we know her name from a historian, a- historical records, actually, and it was the daughter, by Mary. it's a long story, of Herod, uh, the one who asked for John's head to...
1: Right, the ki- King Herod, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, the one who asked for John the Baptist's head, that was her name. It doesn't mention the Bible. The psalm that is mentioned is mentioned once in the book of Mark, And we know who exactly that is when we compare it to the book of Matthew, who says, they both say, you know, who is there watching Christ's crucifixion, all those things. Salome was Zebedee's wife Mm -hmm. and the mother of James and John, the apostles. Hmm. So the sons of Zebedee. makes sense? Yeah, makes sense. Why was she there? She was friends, and of course she would know of Jesus. She apparently was a disciple, Hmm. a believer, because... It says here that she went and helped. She was one of the, they were one of the ones that ran off and told everyone. You know when it's pretty cool. Man. <laughs> he showed up, so that whole sons of thunder. She's the mother of the sons of thunder. That's right. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> the coolest nickname in the Bible. It Plus, really is, <laughs> other than all of Jesus's. Anyway, great question. Yep. That was yep. it, right? That was I answered the full question, right? Yeah, that is. was it. Yeah. And what did it say? Why she was with him? Yeah, she was a disciple. Yeah. She apparently been following. We see that too. That. She was there. It tells us in Matthew that she was there at the crucifixion watching from afar, Mm -hmm. and when the stones rolled away, a bunch of those ladies ran back to tell him So That's crazy, man. Great question.
1: Oh, yeah. That is it.
0: Bada bing, bada boom. That's it for Real Talk. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We hope you had a great day. That link is active 24-7, 365, slash Real-talk. Boom. If you'd like to donate to this show, we would appreciate it. You know, buy us a cup of coffee, as they say. There's three of us, so buy us a cup of coffee. Hey, if you enjoyed this show, think about this. If you got an, watch this and you truly watch it every week, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you give it a little cup of Joe? Yeah,
1: right? yeah. You know,
0: is it worth whatever? Um, we're a nonprofit. Clearly, look at our studio and us. We are not rich people, but it does, <laughs> this, this show is entirely supported by our church, and our That's church right. is not a mega church no, nope. uh, as far as size. So anything you do would be helpful, and it's tax-deductible. There you go. Oh, That's you nice. can do that at www.thereminant.life slash give. Drop down box to real talk.
1: Boom, there it is, man. You got anything? If you guys are watching this from Facebook, make sure you give it a like, a share. Put a little blurb at the top when you share it so people will click on it. If you're watching from YouTube, why don't you guys go ahead and take a second and hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so you get notified every time we post something. And if you're watching from Rumble, why don't you give us some views on Rumble and give us a Rumble as well. I said that weird, but there it is. Rumble Jumble. Let's go. Fun turn.
2: If you're watching on podcast, please just leave us a review of a five-star Man, review is greatly appreciated. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. And, yeah, they're, and. you
2: are watching sound. Definitely. Could be. Definitely. Leave us a little blurb about what we're doing well, um, and what we could improve upon. But also, if you're just going to be mean, do what your mama said, keep it to yourself. We liked your, we liked your, you're joining us. But if you really hate us <laughs> and you don't want to have a discussion, you move on down the line. We, we were happy to have you. You're a swell person. We'll see you later. God
0: bless you. <laughs> all right, that's it. Hey, keep those questions coming. We do have a few more. Someday we'll put out a bonus episode. Uh, talk to AJ about it. Anyway, just love you guys. Appreciate you. Hey, love you, man. Good job today. You too. Fun turn, air fist. Hope you have a great day, everyone. Share, like, all that beautiful things. We'll see you next week or this week whenever we do it again. But we hope you have a great day. Oops. And truly, God bless you.